Chapter 13 The Quest of the Red Powder My stomach hurts like hell, but I managed to get back to my flat for Miranda's house. I put on my neural net, then my goggles, and plugged myself in. I put a tablet into my mouth and descend into the dream. I wake up again in the game, and I'm still sweating. I logged off in Crowley's flat, and when I reappear, he's waiting for me. Beside my chair is a handwritten note I glance down. That was delivered for you, he says. I pick it up, curious. Who could be sending me letters? I unfold it and see scrawling writing. I'm here but becoming, it is so cold, snow and gold, Miss Mirra. It has to be from Miranda, but it's garbage. What does she mean? Why doesn't she write sense? I rub cold sweat from my forehead. At least she's not dead. Oh, my dear boy, you do look rather ill. His face has mock concern on it. The two-faced bastard. Did you know the Soma would do this to me? He nods and folds his hands. Of course, but don't worry. The first time is the worst. The first time you get hit by the withdrawal rather quickly. You should have a good twenty-four to forty-eight hours before you start to feel ill next time. I'm angry. Why did you give it to me? The Soma? You didn't want to go around seeing things, did you? He's right, of course. It was my choice to let him inject me, but I'm not ready to forgive him. You said there are other ways to restore sanity. He yawns. Yes, there are. But you seem the fidgety type. Soma is the quick route to salvation. It feels more like damnation. I don't want any more Soma, but at the same time, I'm desperate for it. Is there any other potion that can restore sanity? Crowley rubs his chin. Not really. You could meditate, but that can be tedious for someone as impatient as you. And, of course, the Soma brings you back to me. It means you won't forget our little bargain. I lean forward, shaking. Give me a shot now. You're forgetting your manners, Adam. Through gritted teeth, I say. Please. That's better. He winks and modulates his normally aristocratic tones to mock Cockney. Good manners don't cost nothing, do they? He goes to his desk and I watch with rapt attention as he produces a syringe. He does it with a flourish, like he's drawing it out to torture me. As I watch... It crosses my mind he should have sterilized the needle in boiling water, but I don't care. I hold up my arm and feel the puncture. Then all my troubles are removed. Once again, life is blissful. I enjoy the golden, streaming feeling that Soma gives me, and when I come back to him, I'm smiling. He nods like a wicked uncle. It's wonderful, isn't it? I'm still grinning. Well, Mr. Level 2... You won't want to leave it there. The world is your oyster. So many adventures to be had, and they, and they all begin outside my front door. I remember Miranda, and even through the Soma bliss I feel her loss. Is there a way I can check if someone's in the game? He dismisses me. That's player stuff. I know nothing about it. Ask a player. I'm sure there will be a way, but for now, go and get more quests. Level up. That's what your sort want, isn't it? My emotions are mixed up so much I don't know what I feel. I feel happy, buoyed up on a wave of fool's gold, and I'm back in the game and full of soma. I'm excited. I look down to see I'm still dressed in my clerical garb. I want to go out and explore. I want to get more quests and get better until I'm truly powerful. I take my hat and coat without a backward look at Alistair and hurry down the stairs and open the front door into 1927 London. I can't forget about Miranda. I need to find her. But the knowledge just sits there, temporarily wrapped in cotton wool. I feel no urgency. I wander around, still feeling good for my recent soma hit, 
I'm enjoying the architecture, watching the people on the streets and looking out for masked men. I think I see one, but he ducks into an alley before I can be sure. I even smile at that. I want to level up. I even kid myself that's the best way to help Miranda. The drug laughs at me. Miranda who? I'm amazed the place is full of quests. It's a whole new world. I walk down Tottenham Court Road and I've just crossed Cambridge Circus, standing with the Welsh Baptist Church to my right when a man steps out of the shadows and says, Excuse me, I wonder if you could help me. A stop. He has a golden goblet above his head. With a beaming smile, I say, Of course! The man frowns. I have a bit of a problem, I'm afraid. This is how it goes, I laugh. I hope I can help you with it. I don't like to ask. He looks sheepish. I tap his arm. You stop me on the street, so you clearly do like to ask. He steps back and a faint smile appears on his face. The truth is, I'm a bit down on my luck. I have a little money left in my pocket, if that's what he wants. The bulk of the five pound from character creation, plus the twenty pounds I got for completing the quest of the green statuette. But there must be more to this than money. He says, I wonder if I could sell you something. Ah, I say. You're a man of the church, a learned man. I narrow my eyes, what's coming now? Suddenly, he thrusts out a pamphlet to me. I found this in a second-hand shop. I paid a halfpenny for it, but it's much more valuable than that. I scrutinize the pamphlet. What is it? It's an old book from the last century. It has chemical formulas in it. I look him in the eye. How much do you want for it? I was thinking, sixpence? I'm good for sixpence. I reach into my pocket and pull out a silver sixpence, just like they used to put in Christmas puddings. Here you are. He gives me the pamphlet with a smile. Thank you so much, Reverend. When he's gone, I open the pamphlet to the first page. It isn't a treatise about chemistry at all. It's an alchemical recipe. As I flip the pages, it seems to talk about the red powder and the white powder. As I open the book to the middle, a message appears on my HUD. You have begun the quest of the red powder. At that, the social panel starts blinking on my HUD. I select it mentally, and I see a list of people who are questing in London. No one seems to be on this quest, which is odd. I don't mind, I've always played games on my own. I toy with joining a group, but I'm about to decide against it and close the social panel when I get a personal message. Ailsa Craig. I see you're doing the quest of the red powder. I've just started. I think it's easy with more than one. You want to join up? Me. Not sure. Ailsa Craig. Okay, don't worry. Bye. I clearly waited too long. I think it through. I'm so green. I could probably do with the help. Plus, the first glow of the soma is wearing off. I send a message back to Ailsa Craig. Me. I'm really new. I don't know what I'm doing. I'd like to join up. Ailsa Craig. Oh, great. Meet me at Trafalgar Square? I tell her I will and start walking down Tottenham Court Road towards Leicester Square. Even though I work in inner London, the route is not familiar. People like me aren't encouraged to stray within the guarded area, so I've never just wandered. I follow my HUD map and I come down past the National Portrait Gallery to my right, with St Martin in the field standing over to my left. A poor-looking man stands there selling matches. That is in 1927. In 2027 he wouldn't be allowed there. Round the corner is the large expanse of Trafalgar Square with its tall column and Admiral Nelson standing on the top. I'm astounded by the crowds of player characters milling around here. All have their names lit up and there appear to be hundreds of them. I wonder how I'll find Ailsa Craig when approaching from the right in front of the National Gallery is a woman whose name glows orange instead of the blue everyone else has. That must indicate we're grouped together. She comes up and stops. You must be Adam Cadman, or should I say Reverend Cadman? 
I take it you're playing a priest, or you're in disguise. She puts a hand to her mouth to stifle her laughter. I'm not sure what's so funny, but I smile. She's not dressed as a typical 1920s flapper girl would be. I examine her avatar. She's mid-twenties with mousy brown hair and pale green eyes. She wears a crown of flowers in her hair and an art deco bangle hands loose around her wrist. A look screams out that she's trying to be bohemian. I make some apology about playing a priest. I didn't really know what to pick as a profession. When I got asked, the life story just came out of my mouth and he said this was the most appropriate role for me. Oh, she says, your subconscious picked the role of the priest. There must be something in you that wants to be a minister to a flock and lead them on a spiritual journey. Perhaps you want to be a messiah. I don't know whether she's being serious. I don't want to be rude, so I say, uh, maybe you're right. We stand there in an awkward silence. I sense she thinks she's being rude, which she has, but I want to put her at her ease. And what's your profession? She grins. There's something very girlish about her. Maybe she's younger in real life. I'm a clairvoyant. I put all my skill points into clairaudience and clairsentience. I read a wicked pack of cards. She smiles winningly. And I also have put quite a few points into mediumship. This is interesting, and I need to learn all about the game. How does that work? I hold a seance and I contact the dead. They talk to me. I mean, does it work? She nods rapidly. Absolutely. I've had some great results. The real dead? She looks puzzled. What do you mean, the real dead? Dead players? She raises one eyebrow. Dead players? She doesn't know, and I'm not telling her. Never mind. I change the subject. What level are you? She smiles again. She's an affable girl. I'm four. This is a level two to six quest. How far have you got with it so far? She smiles ruefully. I got the pamphlet. I've read it. I haven't done much with it. On instinct, I say. How's your sanity? Fine, she shakes her head. I hear it can be a problem for some people, but I've managed to keep it pretty high. I'm still 95. I wonder how she's managed that. Do you think we'll manage on our own? She wrinkles her nose. I don't think so. I think we'd better get a couple more, or at least one. I glance up at the HUD and open the social panel. How do we pick someone? There aren't many people on this quest. Any, in fact. That's odd. It's a special quest, not open to everyone. Really? She nods. We're special. I'm not sure about that. I ask who she thinks we need. Well, she says, you're a priest and I'm a clairvoyant. I think we'd better have someone with a gun. It's on the tip of my tongue to tell her I have a gun in my pocket, but I don't. She warbles on. I think we should look for a private eye. That'll be a good addition to the party skills, and maybe a healer. I've got a healing spell. Level two? Yes. Then you won't have much healing. I think she's mocking me, then she pats me reassuringly on the shoulder. I'm just playing with you. It's good you have a healing spell, but we still need a gunman. Any ideas who? Maybe we just pick someone and tell them where to get the quest. I scrutinise my HUD. The social list is long. The profession icons mean little to me. Just look at the list and pick the first one. We both turn our eyes up and scroll through the names of the players. Everybody's profession is on there, but as icons. Ailsa sees someone and sends a message. This guy is joining our group. Christian Lacoz. Where to meet? Before I can respond, Ailsa sends Trafalgar Square, on the north side, just outside the front entrance to the National Portrait Gallery. Lacoz. Okay, I'll be right there. In fact, it was ten minutes before he was there. In the meantime, Elsa tells me about her real-life home in Kent, where she lives with her rich parents and rides horses. She's really quite young and rich. Despite the social gulf between us, it's hard not to like Elsa. She's so innocent, and her enthusiasm drives everything before it. Lacoz comes walking towards us from the same direction Elsa had. His name glows orange to indicate he's part of our group. 
Christine Lacoe's level 4 private eye, XXXXX. The third space in the name sequence is blurred. I get his name, his profession and level. The third space is for his guild, but for some reason he's not revealing that. Mysterious, but suspicious. I don't know. When he gets up to us, I say, You here for the quest of the red powder, right? He looks me coldly up and down. That's what the lady invited me for. Ailsa grins at him. The Coes immediately takes charge. There's a pub down there, the Sherlock Holmes on Whitehall. He nods at the crowds of player characters standing round, chattering. Let's get through this bunch of fucking idiots. The Coes leads the way as he elbows through the crowds of players. There are also a lot of vendors here. As well as NPCs, it looks like player characters have set up stalls and they're auctioning quest items they don't want. We don't have time to stop, but there are some interesting looking guns on one stall and on another some weird magical stuff. The Grand Hotel is on the corner of Whitehall, and we pass that, then the Colonial Club. The Sherlock Holmes is just before the Turkish Baths. We enter the warm hubbub of the bar. The coast says, I'll get the table. I'll have a pint of bitter if you go into the bar. Ailsa smiles sweetly at me. I'll get him in next time. I'll have a gin and tonic, please, Reverend. Just call me Adam. All this Reverend stuff is getting on my nerves. I like the way they left me to buy the drinks. When I look over my shoulder, Ailsa and the Coes are getting on famously. I instantly dislike him, but I must admit he looks every inch the private eye with his Macintosh and his trilby. I take the drinks back to the table and find them deep in conversation about the quest of the red powder. Lacoz takes his drink without a thank you. Have you read the pamphlet? I shake my head. I haven't had time. He nods, as if he'd worked this out about me the moment we met. I stand there feeling judged. He looks up at me sharply. Are you going to sit? I sit at the table and sip my beer. I don't like him. Now I'm sure of it. He pushes back his hat to reveal his lined forehead. His hair is dark brown and his eyes brown. He has a long, lean face and an aquiline nose. He looks like the kind of avatar someone has designed to resemble themselves in real life. So, he says, the first clue is Dr. John D. Aha, Elsa says with a girlish giggle. I've heard of him. I have too, vaguely. I leave Lacoste to explain. He clearly likes explaining and he certainly likes the sound of his own voice. Lacoste takes a sip of beer. He's halfway down his glass already. Then he begins the lesson. I researched the quest. Dr. John Dee was an Elizabethan magician, mathematician and alchemist. At one point, he was very much in favour with Queen Elizabeth I. But as time went on, he did something and she didn't like him so much. Not sure what. So, desperate for money, he teamed up with a charlatan clairvoyant. I guess they would call him a seer in those days. This guy was called Edward Kelly and he was a complete rogue. Before he met Dee in the 1570s, he'd been convicted of forgery and had his ears cropped, which was the punishment in those days, and he also had been involved in necromancy. Sounds like a lovely man, Elsa says with a giggle. Good quest, though. The Coase continues. Where the red powder comes in is Kelly convinced Dee finding the red powder would solve all their monetary problems. With it, he suggested they could make the elixir of life, or a tincture, to turn ordinary metal into gold, reports differ. I have a sudden thought and sit forward. The elixir of life? Can that bring the dead back to life? The Coase shrugs. Who knows? Ailsa's eyes gleam. It would be wonderful if it could. I mean in the game. If it could bring the dead back to life in the game, could it resurrect them in the real world? Could the impact of the game on real life work like this? But it's a stupid thought, a hopeless thought. I'm not even sure she's dead after all. I got that letter. His sermon delivered, Lacoste takes a long draught of beer and wipes his mouth with the back of his hand. 
I say, so where do we find D or Kelly? Ailsa gives a clap. Well, I do remember this from the pamphlet. D lived at Mortlake. Mortlake, Surrey, I ask. She nods. That's not far. Should we go there now, Ailsa says. I can see how excited she's getting. It's hard to read Lacose's expression. Something tells me he chooses to look pissed off all of the time. He probably thinks it makes him look cool. Lacose shrugs. We can go now. Fine by me. So it looks like we're going to Mortlake. He's the man with the gun. Seems it makes him the leader. As we're going out of the pub, I suddenly say, Lacose, I want to put some skill points into pistols. Can you teach me? Ailsa giggles. Oh, Reverend Cadmon, you are a man of surprises. Who'd have thought you'd want a gun? Lacose says laconically, sure, but probably not in the pub. Smart ass. Ailsa seems delighted with him. I hope they're happy together. Just this quest, just to see whether this elixir of life can bring the dead back to life. I don't know, maybe when you die in the game they keep you somewhere, so that if you're resurrected you come back. I watch them laughing. After this quest I'll strike out on my own again. I should have trusted my instincts and not joined the party. We turn up Whitehall, then down the Strand, heading for Waterloo Station and the train to Mortlake.